presents Disney On Demand. Hi, welcome to Disney Studios. We've been expecting you. Walt said to tell you he'd meet you on stage four. Now, uh, this is a big movie lot, but you can't get lost. Just turn left on Mickey Avenue, go past the flagpole, then turn right on Dopey Drive. Continue past the theater to the next corner and make another left-hand turn. From there on, it gets a bit tricky, but you keep right on going till you get to stage four. You can't miss it. Hope you enjoy your visit. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Good afternoon, all you Disney fans, and welcome once again to another magical edition of Disney On Demand. I am your host, Jonathan Johnson, and this week we have some piratey fun for you as we welcome the one and only Corey Burton to the show. Corey's resume includes such voice characters as Captain Hook, Ludwig von Drake, Dale, Luke Skywalker, Walt Disney World Safety Spiels, movie trailers, including the all-new Furry Vengeance, and the awesome retro commercial for the Toyota Avalon. Now, Corey is going to stop in and talk about his career voicing classic Disney characters, his current projects, and the one and only Paul Freeze. We have all kinds of Disney entertainment news, some Blu-ray tidbits, and music from the movies and parks that you love. So before we set off on our magical trip to Neverland, Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is brought to you by DisneyBlue.net, where you can experience magic in high definition. You can enjoy our podcast, listen to our world-famous, listen to a magical movie player as well. Disney On Demand is proudly sponsored by SRSounds.com, where it's all Disney music all day long, and Magical Journeys, the proud sponsor of SR Sounds, where you can book your own magical journey at YourMagicalJourneys.com. So with faith, trust, and pixie dust, let's kick off our fourth installment of this week's Disney On Demand by heading under the sea. Sorcerer Radio, SRSounds.com.
Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music, all day long. SRSounds.com. Yo ho, yo ho, yo ho. So try the life of a thief to sample the life of a brook. There isn't a boy who won't enjoy a working for Captain Hook. The world's most famous crook. The crook, trickety, crockety, trickety, crook, the crock is after Captain as special offer for today, I'll tell you what I'll do. All those who sign without delay will get a free tattoo. Why, it's like money in the bank. Come on, join up and I'll be frank. Unless you do, you'll walk the plank. The choice is up to you. The choice is up to you. Yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho. Oh, you must be the folks who are looking for Walt, huh? Well, you won't find him anywhere around here. This is the western set. Officer Riley probably sent you this way, huh? That figures. You know, they don't use this set here just for, for westerns. They, they make all sorts of different... One time we made an eastern. It was way back in the revolutionary days. I told this one fella comes up here driving a herd of horses, right straight through that street, turns over on the other street, and like to knock 12 people down, weren't looking where they were going. <laughs> Disney On Demand. Well, Alibaba had them 40 thieves. Sherry's out, he had a thousand tales. Master, you in luck, cause up your sleeves, you got a brand of magic never fails. You got some power in your corner now. It's heavy ammunition in your camp. You got some punch. Who and how, say all you gotta do is rub that lamp And I'll say, Mr. Lancer, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your order, jot it down You ain't never had a friend like me <laughs> Life is your restaurant and I'm your melody Come on, whisper what it is you want You ain't never had a friend like me Yes, sir, we pride ourselves on service You're the boss, the king, the shy Say what you wish, it's yours, true dish About a little more boggly As I'm a column A, try all of column B I'm in the mood to help you, dude You ain't never had a friend like me No, my No, no The little hat. Can your friends go? Woo! Hey, look at here. Can your friends go? Abracadabra. Let it rip. And then make the sucker disappear. So just hit that back door. Bunk it high. I'm here to answer all your business plans. You got me bone out feet ass. Certified. You got a genie for a child to fail. I got a power bar to help you out. So what you wish, I really want to know. You got a list Three miles long, no doubt. Well, all you gotta do is rub like so. Oh, Mr. Alancer, have we 
shot two or three. I'm on the job. You big nabob. You ain't never had a friend. Never had a friend. You ain't never had a friend. Never had a friend. You ain't never had a friend. Had a friend like me. Ha. Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Welcome back, and that was the upbeat cover to Little Mermaid's Under the Sea, The Elegant, Captain Hook from Peter Pan, and Friend Like Me from Walt Disney's Aladdin. Now pressing along as we prepare for the character of voice master of Corey Burton stopping in very shortly. How about some Disney entertainment news? And for those young boys in your homes, as soon as they're going to be welcoming Captain Hook into their houses daily with the all-new Jake and the Pirates. Now, Jake and the Neverland Pirates are going to introduce preschoolers to the excitement of Neverland. Once again, with comedic foils with Captain Hook and his well-meaning sidekick, Smee, you're going to continue to amuse your kids with enthusiastic Jake as he leads his team of kid pirates on adventures that model teamwork for the young viewers. Now, it's also going to feature original music with the original Portland-based pirate rock band, Captain Boggins Salty. Now, in my opinion, this is going to be a great addition to Playhouse Disney brand. I mean, I think it's going to be widely accepted. There's no premiere date set just yet, but talks have leaned towards early 20 and 11. Now, this is going to be a fantastic show. I mean, there's already a lot of great things on Playhouse Disney, and the film of this is going to be a little more set in the style of computer animation that looks like it's hand-drawn on a digital palette, much like the upcoming Tangled is going to be done in. So definitely be on the look for that, and that is Jake and the Neverland Pirates coming soon to Playhouse Disney with Captain Hook in your home every single week. You can't go wrong with that. It's going to be fun. Now, Disney is always trying to give people exactly what they want, all of you listeners out there, and that's no surprise. I mean, they are returning to two surefire things once again. One, Jim Henson's Muppets and Pixar's Monsters, Inc. are going to be happy because it's unclear at the moment right now if Peter Docter, the director of Monsters, Inc. and the Oscar-winning Up is going to be heading Monsters, Inc. 2. But Monsters, Inc. 2 is slated for a 2012 release, and you can rest assured that Billy Crystal and John Goodman are going to reprise their famed roles once again as the green and blue duo of Mike and Sully. Now, the 2001 Pixar original made over $529 million worldwide, so you can bet that Disney is going to get back on this once again with Monsters, Inc. 2, and I just hope that they're going to do it justice, because it seems like Pixar is in a sequel frenzy right now, so let's just hope this one turns out to be pretty good. Now, the Muppets have been green-lighted for a new feature for quite some time, along with a Fraggle Rock feature, which I'm personally holding out on. But the Muppets are moving forward, and the new feature film is going to be centered around a new character named Walter. And when the film premieres, Disney assures the public that Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, and Gonzo are all going to return to the silver screen. Now, from movies and Walt Disney Pictures to the Disney Channel once again, and Brenda Song, who's best known for her role on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, is the new spokesperson for the Disney Cruise Line's environmental program. Now, Brenda stars in the Cruise Line's new video titled Behind the Waves, which gives an inside look at the conservation programs on the ship and at Disney's private island in Castaway Key. Now, the video is also giving ship passengers tips on protecting the environment while they're on their vacation cruise, from tips on recycling and saving energy 
to protecting wildlife and conserving on water. Now, the senior vice president, Tom Wolberg, has said about the partnership that they are very excited to share this inside look at some environmental programs that they have in place on the ships and the islands. And this is a great way to give it back to their guests and the people at sea. So definitely want to check out that one as well. And that's Brenda's song from Disney Channel, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and Sweet Life on Deck taking on the Disney Cruise Lines. So that's really everything in a nutshell this week going on within the Disney Entertainment realm. So let's roll into more of your favorite Disney tunes as we get much closer to the one and only Corey Burton stopping in the show here very shortly. So let's venture on out and uh, maybe we'll hit up the Court of Miracles on the way. Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Around to reveal what you found. We have a method for spies and intruders, rather like hornets protecting their hide. Here in the court of miracles, where it's a miracle if you get out alive. I am the lawyers and judge all in one. We like to get the trial over with quickly because it's the sentence that's really the fun. Any last words? <laughs> that's what they all say. Now that we've seen all the evidence, wait, I object. Overall, I object. Quiet. We find you totally innocent, which is the worst crime of all. So you're going to pay. Disney On to Demand, with your host, Jonathan Johnson.
Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music. All day long. Hot dog. SRSounds.com. In the Gnomemobile, the Gnomemobile, we're rolling along in the Gnomemobile. Oh, what a wonderful way to feel, rolling along in the Gnomemobile. In years to come, I can guarantee a dozen grandchildren at your knee. And every one of them proud to claim Maruni is me middle name. In the Gnomemobile, the Gnomemobile, we're rolling along in the Gnomemobile. Oh, what a wonderful way to feel, rolling along in the Gnomemobile. In the Gnomemobile, the Gnomemobile, we're rolling along in the Gnomemobile. Oh, what a wonderful way to feel, rolling along in the Gnomemobile. boy will be but a notch in Miss Scabbard. Only in your dreams, huh? Turn! I didn't know a codfish could talk. Did you, Tinkerbell? Watch him! <laughs> Take your best shot, Captain. Come on! You're gonna have to do better than that, boy. Whoa! Hi, it's Jeff Davis from Sorcerer Radio. Tune in with me Monday mornings at 8 a.m. for the SRN Top 10. I'll count down the most popular songs on Sorcerer Radio as voted on by you, the listener. Don't forget to make your voice heard and click the thumbs up or thumbs down button on your live 365 player. You can also follow the show on Twitter at SRN Top 10. The SRN Top 10 live Mondays at 8 a.m. with replays, Monday nights at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The SRN Top 10 part of Sorcerer Radio Mornings at srsounds.com. Check srsounds.com and click broadcast schedule for exact show times. It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be lost. On Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, I'm back, and I hope you enjoyed visiting the Court of Miracles from Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame. Definitely an underrated film, in my opinion. I mean, it is a fantastic work of art and masterpiece when it comes to animation. The sing-along, all-new version of Uncle Remus's classic from Song of the South is Zippity-Doo-Dah, and taking a ride from the one and only Nomobile in Disney's classic film. Now, pressing along is Corey Burton, a one-time Disney ghost host for the Haunted Mansion Holiday, is going to be stopping in shortly 
Let's go into a little bit of DVD and Blu-ray news for you. Now on the Blu-ray front, Disney has already launched teasers for the remastered Black Cauldron Remastered Edition. Now this classic Disney film from the 80s broke many new grounds, from being the first Disney animated film with no musical numbers at all, to being the first animated film rated PG, and the first to use computer-generated imagery in an animated film along with being the most expensive picture made at $25 million and only making $21 million at the box office. Now, the film itself, for me, offers one of my top five villains. Yes, I've said it many times on here, I gotta love the Disney villains. And one of my all-time favorite top Disney villains in the top five, maybe even in the top three, is the Horned King. And he represents this film like no other. Now the DVD doesn't have an exact launch date right now except stating that it is coming soon. Now it will be remastered, cleaned up, and looking pristine for what a standard DVD can offer. Sad to say once again it is not on Blu-ray. Now I for one would be wishing and hoping that this would be coming to Blu-ray but I can't be picky. Now for a little bit of history for all of you Disney buffs out there and what better place to bring it than Disney On Demand. The 1985 animated feature produced and originally released on July 24th, 1985, it was the 25th animated feature by the Walt Disney Animated Features Classics. Now the film was based on Lloyd Alexander's Chronicles of Puritan. Now this book series is awesome and it's based off Welsh mythology. Now I read this series myself and if you have a chance, pick up all the books. It is definitely a very fun read. Now the film centers around the evil Horned King who attempts to secure the Black Cauldron in order to rule the world. Now the Horned King is opposed by the heroes Turan, Princess Elenwy, and Gurgi. Now the film's ratings was rated PG, a first for a Disney animated film. And the result of this was a number of dark and violent scenes which some were edited from the film by the new studio chief Jerry Katzenberg before the release of the film. Now the bulk of the scenes that were cut, I'm just going to give you the rundown of them first and then I'll talk about them. But the scenes involved the undead Cauldron Born, who are used as the Horn King's army in the final act of the film. One cut involving the Cauldron Born killing can be heard in the film's soundtrack. Now additionally, there's also scenes involving Turan taking the magic sword and slaying his foes while he escaped the Horn King's castle, and Princess Elenwy ripping her clothes and having partially of her stomach and fabric showing while she was hanging by her hands. Now there's a variety of different scenes that were cut, including another scene featuring a man being dissolved by mist, and his body and skin started bubbling up and melting. Now as of September 2009, a version of the film with the removed scenes restored has never been released. So let's just hope that a true uncut version does come to DVD this year with the 2010 release. And come on, it's 2010 Disney, your fans are waiting. We're more evolved. We're ready for this. We've had the Lord of the Rings franchise. We've had Harry Potter. We can deal with these extra scenes in the Black Cauldron. It would be awesome to watch and awesome to check out, especially with these cutscenes. And I think it would be far more compelling and even a stronger story because I, for one, am a big fan of the Black Cauldron. It's a truly underrated film, much like today's Treasure Planet was. You know, fantastic film, great visuals, and it just got lost in the Disney world somewhere and that's the same thing that happened with the black cauldron so enough of your history lesson for this week and be on the lookout for this remastered edition and let's pray it as the uncut scenes added and if you want to relive the classic film yourself you can listen to that on the disneyblue.net player found on our homepage as well at disneyblue.net
All right, so I'm getting the wave, and Corey Burton is on the line. The one and only Captain Hook, Dale, Von Drake, Cad Bane, Dooku, and voice actor extraordinaire. So one last thing before we let the tune spin, and that is the winner for this week's Disney Blue Disney On Demand Contest, and that winner is Jim Sheffield. Congratulations. We'll contact you once this week's show is over for the week. Congratulations once again. And for the newest contest to win your very own copy of Atlantis, The Lost Empire, featuring Corey Burton as Moliere, you can visit DisneyBlue.net and go to the Disney On Demand page there, and there you'll find all your details. So let's take a magical journey once again on srsounds.com as we're talking with the one and only Corey Burton in just a minute. Hear the music. I wish I could go to the ball. Experience the magic. Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music. All day long. srsounds.com. And the tombstones wake. Spooks come out for a swinging wake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. For a silly spook makes it by your side. Shrouded in a damn disguise. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. <laughs> As the moon climbs high over dead old trees, spooks arrive for the midnight spree. Creepy creeps with weary eyes start to shriek and harmonize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Requiem bell. When your clothes clean, where spirits dwell. Restless bones in paralyzed. Rise the spooks of every size. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. <laughs> Sorcerer Radio. SRSounds.com. It's super califragilistic, expialidocious, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Super califragilistic, expialidocious. Because I was afraid to speak when I was just a lad. My father gave me nails a tweet and told me I was bad. But then one day I learned a word to say we ain't the nose. The biggest word you ever heard. He traveled all around the world and everywhere he went. He'd use his word and all would say there goes a clever jet. When Dukes and Martin Rogers pass a time of day with me, I say me special word and we'll be off three after two. Woo! Super califragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious If you say it loud enough, you'll always have a potion Super califragilisticexpialidocious I'm the little, I'm the lie, I'm the little, I'm the lie 
Disney on demand. Everyone's it. Let me see. We got Dumbo to the left, then we got Bambi to the right, then Cinderella and Cruella and Prince Charming and Snow White. Genie's next to Jasmine and Aladdin and his lamp, along with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell and Lady and the Clan. Here's Lumiere the Candlestick and Cosmo, he's the clock, they're special, comfy, sleepy, happy, sneezy, dopey duck. Table 9 has Ichabod by Mowgli and Baloo, the headless horseman's table 7, and his head's at table 2. Over here is Sleeping Beauty, ooh, someone wake her up. From Beauty and the Beast we got the teapot and the cup, Timon and Pumbaa, Little Mermaid and the sea witch in her shell, Quasimodo's next to Esmeralda, Beast is next to Bear. Captain Hook, now here's where he goes, and here's where Mr. Smeagos, Tweedledum and Tweedledee goes, right behind his three amigos, Pocahontas, guess where she goes, by Roy Disney and where he goes, cause movie stars have egos and you gotta treat them right. Man, Harris next to Alice, Queen of Hearts and Cheshire Cat, John Appleseed and Mr. Toad and Casey and his bats, Jimmy Cricket and Geppetto and Pinocchio, Little Elf, and Monstro in the corner gets a table to himself. We got Hercules, Philoctetes, and Hades next to him, King Arthur's next to Merlin and Sir Case by Madame Mim, the Simba by Mufasa and Rafiki next to Skull, three little pigs, the big bad wolf, Iago and Jafar. Robin Hood, Prince John, Kitty, Mushu, and Mulan. Here's Lafu, and there's Gaston. Then there's Khan, here's Shirkan, and a crazy Aragorn. And here's Ranger Audubon. We got Wendy, Michael, John. I could just go on and on. Pink oh. elephants, Bray Rabbit, and Bray Fox, and Father Bay. Here's a hundred cute Dalmatians. Whoop, they need another chair. Paul Bunyan, Chip, and Dale, and then there's Kanga, and there's Ooh. Right next to Tinker, and to Piglet, and to Wing, he's the Pooh. That's everyone. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, we are back once again with another weekly dose of Disney On Demand. And with us here this week is a man that for the Disney, I guess the Disney community, the Disneyana people... He needs no introduction. You've heard his voice in a variety of different ways. Captain Hook, Ludwig von Drake, you've heard him in this, uh, in Atlantis, The Lost Empire, and currently in Star Wars The Clone Wars. He's Count Dooku. We have none other than Corey Burton on the line with us. Welcome to Disney on Demand. Well, hello there. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's our pleasure to have you on. You know, somebody with a resume like yours, um, you know, I gotta say, you know, I am just ecstatic about opening up our doors to you. Well, I got started many, many years ago in the uh, early 70s uh, when I was just just a pup. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, fortunately for me, my, my very first audition and work um, was uh, for a Disney school film project. It was actually a slide film which is something uh, of ancient technology now. 
and they'd put on a record and it would beep and you'd change the slide. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and uh, from there, things very slowly, gradually branched out into, well now, in all divisions of the company and all sorts of characters. Right, you know, and you're best known for a lot of different roles. I mean, you were actually nominated uh, for an Annie uh, for doing the voice of Captain Hook in uh, Return to Neverland. You've actually won one for doing the voice of Ludwig von Drake. I guess, uh, how did that feel, just bringing, you know, characters to life like Captain Hook and Ludwig von Drake, who, uh, you know, ever since the Spectrum song, he was one of my favorites, and then you taking over the role, just, it's awesome. Oh, I've always loved the character. I resisted, um the request to to carry on the character when uh, when Paul Fries uh, was in his uh, uh, later years and uh, was living up in Northern California in those days we didn't do so much recording by ISDN line uh, you know digital uh, high fidelity phone line so um, and on smaller projects too he wouldn't have been interested and uh, they started insisting that I, I learn the character. I didn't think I could. Um, and Paul Fries was my idol and inspiration. And uh, a massive challenge to try to carry over the magic that, that he created uh, to uh, be able to deliver something that created the illusion that, it's, that the same character uh, had continuity. Um, but uh, the founder of Disney Character Voices, uh, um, he went about uh, um, trying out, you know, all of Hollywood <laughs> and said, no, I think you're the guy for it. Here's, let, let's start examining this and breaking it down. And, and uh, uh, what was very helpful was the discovery that the uh, the session recording was sped up just a little bit to give it just a little bit of helium. And knowing Paul Fries's, um basic vocal tone and range of characters, I could then get a grasp on at least where the voice was centered. Uh, because before that, uh, I'd hear the the helium uh, shaded laugh and the, <laughs> the breakneck pace of the delivery. I thought, oh, I could never do that. But then when it slowed down, I thought, oh, okay. So I can play it a little bit closer to my own range and and speed and and study it also at record speed uh, from the original tracks to uh, to really hone in on what was done at the original recording sessions. Right, and you pull it off really well. I mean, uh, even when it comes down to doing the lyrics and the music in the uh, House of Mouse episodes, I mean, uh, you got Ludwig pretty much well down. I gotta give you, you know, hands-on for that. Uh, you really have it and nailed it. Well, it took, it took many years for it to finally become comfortable and natural. What, what helped uh, enormously was um, test events. Uh, from Walt Disney World, which uh, we don't really do much anymore. We do live radio um, in character, and uh, and 
some people who knew who Ludwig von Drake was would want to chat with him, so I began to develop my ad-lib muscles uh, as the character, and, <laughs> and that was especially helpful for that character because it's a character that can't be written for. It, the, the writer must uh, at least, it, it certainly can be written, but the writer must be performing the character as they are writing it because it's, it's rhythms and musical tones and, and word choices especially that just have to sort of tumble out spontaneously. Um, there's there's not much way to imagine that and put it down on paper without, without actually hearing it. So uh, um, as a result, in recent years, uh, since... Uh, since, yeah, since House of Mouse, I guess it was, where I was given license to just play with the lines and and uh, and and try out my own uh, inspirations uh, for maybe alternative ways that he might uh, deliver a, a thought or a concept and. Uh, and uh, you know it's 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 a little bit of work, and it's uh, like I say, it's always uh, 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 a daunting challenge to to uh, <laughs> present that uh, amazing character uh, in a way that feels and sounds authentic and is funny. <laughs> but uh, you know, gets better and better all the time. Some, sometimes it misses and. Sometimes it feels right on the money. Right, and, uh, you know, and you said you're a big fan of Paul Fries, as I think a lot of Disney enthusiasts are. And, uh, you know, going from Ludwig von Drake, total opposite, um, you know, you did the narration for the uh, Haunted Mansion holiday, recreating that tone of the Haunted Mansion, which has its own cult following. And uh, if rumor serves me right, um, when you were asked to even do... Uh, more spiels for the Haunted Mansion, you wanted it as additions, not to disrupt or ruin any of the original Paul Frees work, is that correct? Yeah, well, it's, it, you know, to me, it's, it's the Mona Lisa voice acting. And just as the Mona Lisa resides uh, in the Louvre, uh, the ghost host resides in the Haunted Mansion, and, and once you separate it uh, from that attraction and from the original show, um... It starts to lose its its uniqueness, um, its specialness, and uh, I didn't want to do anything that would, in any way, desecrate uh, that masterpiece. I didn't want to paint a mustache on the Mona Lisa, so to speak, and especially, you know, for for reasons that I uh, felt really were misguided. Um, as well, uh, even even for really good reasons, I, I I just wouldn't want to touch the original. I actually had a physical reaction when they asked me to do that. <laughs> I, I became a little, I felt a little ill, and I, I just I just can't. <laughs> it just feels so wrong to me. Yeah, I could only imagine. I could, I, you know, it's so many aspects, like you said, of the haunted mansion alone. Though, I mean, that would be like changing uh, Leota or any aspects of the Haunted Mansion or uh, 
uh, you know, any any part of that that is just a staple in the Disney parks. Oh yeah, and I was very skeptical of the overlay project until I actually started recording the demo, which is which is what you hear, um, because uh, you had uh, Bruce Healy, who is uh, some fans will know is just an, a master, the modern master, I think, of uh, Disney musical scoring. And, uh, and, and fine writing and fine audio engineering as well with the Disney character voices uh, crew with Randy Coppinger. Um, you know, even going as far as using the, the 1950s era uh, RCA microphone, possibly even the, the very microphone that was used for the initial recording. I don't know, it was one of the one of the uh, Disney Studios B-Stage uh, ribbon mics from that era. And, uh, and a, few, a few engineering tricks um, and very, very careful attention to detail uh, for you know, every phrase to make sure it just sounded and felt right. And it all works together um, uh, to create this illusion that that I have that voice, which I don't. <laughs> it's an illusion. If you if you compare them side by side, they're really different voices. But uh, but you know, it, it all works together in concert with the music, the, the the sound work, the editing, the pacing, the writing. Uh, all of those all of those combine to just click in the mind that you're hearing something authentic <laughs> <laughs> now you know speaking of voice acting uh you know before we go into you know more projects you've done and more things like that i guess uh uh how does it feel to do voice acting is that like an entirely different train of thought or or uh ways that you have to get around just uh ways to create a character to do a character or envision in your mind it's, uh, well, I mean, that's the key phrase, envision in your mind. Uh, it's, uh, it's radio acting. That was my training with uh, Doss Butler. Uh, I was always a pretty good mimic. I have a good ear. But I was not an actor until I'd had, well, like, in total of four and a half years of workshop training with, with Doss Butler, learning to pick up uh, a script and and just look at the page and let the words jump off the page and work their way through you and come out come out of the character's mouth uh, it's it's almost a, a form of self-hypnosis in a way it's uh, when when good voice acting is performed when it's really good the performer isn't aware of what they're doing they're just sort of standing back and letting the character do what the character does. But it takes years of, you know, learning technique and and, and uh, learning to to access those those muscles and those parts of the brain um, that that make it feel uh, automatic. So the 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 work I get most complimented on are jobs that I always shrug 
and say, well, it was effortless because it was all there on the page. And, and the director really knew um, how to just coax that uh, from myself and the other actors in the piece. Um, and, uh, uh, and, the, and then the very, the things that most disappoint me are, are uh, performances that have been meticulously um, combed through and adjusted mechanically. Uh, it may, it, it, it'll most likely sound fine in the finished piece and, and, uh, and be convincing enough, but when I hear those performances played back, they always sound a little bit hollow, a little false. Okay, yeah, I can, I can understand that, and, uh, uh, when it does come to voice acting, you know, it is a very hard trade. And uh, is there any advice you'd want to give to anybody who wants to get into voice acting? Yeah, again, uh, well, you said it, it. It is not easy. People think it is. And there's, there's very little easy about it. I mean, the work itself becomes a joy, which, uh, <laughs> which makes it, you know, the major aspect of it easy after after a lot of experience but you know it's show business show business is tough it's rough on everyone and uh, you've got to be well uh, my basic advice for years has been if you don't love it more than anything else in the world and are willing to sacrifice so many other aspects of life for for this career just do it for a hobby because you won't, you won't last. You won't, uh, you know. If you have something to fall back on, you will. Uh, it becomes far too challenging uh, at several points in the career, especially early on, when you'll go for months, maybe even years, without any any real requests for. Uh, uh, for auditions and uh, and everything you do audition for uh, is greeted with indifference and negativity and uh, and of course uh, if you're not making a living uh, life gets hard all around and I many many very talented people I know um, just haven't been able to to uh, break through that that barrier to uh, making a full-time living at it, um, and it's it's unfortunate, but that showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, keep plugging away at it. Gotta love it and push forward. And uh, like you said, you know, uh, it's always uh, later on down the line, it does become a joy. And uh, you know, getting back to some of the characters and and uh, roles you've uh, you've done now um, at, le at least one more Disney role I gotta bring up is Captain Hook just because uh, you know Hook is one of those characters that's uh, he's definitely in my top five villains that I love <laughs> on the Disney franchise so uh, how did that come about doing Hook? Well Cap uh, the, the actor who, who 
created Captain Hook for Disney, uh, Hans Conried, was my very first um, voice gig that I just spoke about for Disney. Um, and that was, you know, a, a stroke of good luck from the start. Uh, I just stumbled over the fact that it's very easy for me to emulate Hans Conrad's voice. There, maybe it has to do with bone structure. It's a certain sense of musicality. It's a certain, well, just connection with with the performer. He all his work always tickled me. From Captain Hook to Snidely Whiplash, he was the um, the host of uh, Fractured Flickers, which was a a series made by Jay Ward, um, where they they <clears throat> cut up and dubbed in uh, silent movies in a very funny way. Hasn't been seen in many years on broadcast television because of rights issues with the estates of the silent film actors wanting a payment, which would make it too expensive to air. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, but I always loved Hans Conried's voice, and the very first time a friend asked me to do it for a, a PA commercial in high school, oh, or, 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 you know, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that. I think we were just messing around with, with tape recorders and, and doing a, a satire of a commercial. And he said, oh, do, do Uncle Waldo Wigglesworth, you know, do Hans Conried. And it just sort of leaped right out of me. It was just, oh, yeah, Hans Conried sounds like this. <laughs> and uh, so, <clears throat> um, uh, Dawes Butler uh, uh, was was in the casting process for that first job I did, and knew that I could <clears throat> do a good Hans Conried uh, impression, and recommended me for that role. Um, and so, yeah, I did my first audition and, and got the gig. Uh, before I was even skilled as an actor, but uh, but uh, it, it it solidified me with uh, with this uh, up and coming uh, uh, Disney uh, uh, casting and, and uh, archive expert uh, Les Perkins, who then later founded uh, Disney Character Voices. Uh, anyway, <laughs> well, <you laughs> going know, off on a, on a sidetrack, I suppose. Um, you did a fantastic job with it. I mean, you know, when I heard they were coming out with Return to Neverland, I'm like, all right, how are they going to emulate these voices from these characters from the 50s? And, uh, you know, Hook was, was dead on. I have to say, it, it was a really really good hook and uh you know when i when i saw that you did it i'm like holy cow you know it's the the range of voices that you've portrayed out of all the characters i was just like either it comes really easy or you're just that good or both and uh, I, I think it's going to be a combination of both well it it gets it gets closer to the original with age <laughs> as well uh hans had a few a few patented tricks uh, up his sleeve uh um that uh, some of the subtle ones I'm only now uh, able to uh, <laughs> to emulate. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he had a, a gurgly 
kind of texture uh, when he shouted. That was very comical, and uh, and I'm getting better at, at that particular part of the of the voice. But uh, but it is a it's a wide ranging character. It's it's got it goes all over the place as, as far as um what does probably called vocal placement. It, it, it goes way down into the chest, a very hollow chest tone, a very soft tone, and then it sharpens up and gets nasal, and it, it comes forward in the mouth sometimes. Um, it, it's, very, it's a very useful tool for delivering um, a real wide palette of emotional colors. Uh, all of them pretty funny, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, yeah. It's uh, like I said that that's that's something that's always felt very natural to me. Uh, Hans Conrad is just sort of a a, a a forty-five degree tilt from my own voice and 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 way of expressing myself and. Uh, now when and it comes it's very easy to suddenly think I'm Hans Conrad and it's time to go out on stage and entertain the people. <laughs> <laughs> now, when it comes to, uh, you know, doing a lot of the voices and a lot of the work you've done, I mean, uh, even some of the characters you've portrayed, like, uh, such as in Atlantis, uh, really have a character rendering of yourself as well. Uh, was there one project or one character that is your absolute favorite to do, no matter what, uh, or a project in mind that it's just one that holds really dear to your heart? There are just too many to single out, you know, uh, a, a, a top, even a top ten. Um, you know, it's uh, as many performers and filmmakers say, you know, what's your favorite? Well, well, whatever I'm doing at the moment. Uh, now, maybe it's not quite to that degree, but um, there are so many that are particular favorites. Uh, um, I mean, uh, yeah, of course, Captain Hook can be a real joy. It was a particular, um, <clears throat> a particularly satisfying um, thing to to be cast uh, in Atlantis as my own original character creation. Uh, so I have great affection for that role. Um, Which and, does look a lot like you. I do have to say, they, they pulled off the rendering really good. Well, <clears throat> um, Tony DeRosa um, was, was there at uh, several sessions observing me, and of course, you know, they, they run, as they say, B-roll. Um, for reference, so uh, I'm often surprised to see some of my own poses and facial expressions turn up on on the on the characters uh, in, in the final animation. Uh, they borrow from that, but they don't they don't do uh, as it used to be called rotoscope. They don't actually use any of that footage or or do any sort of uh, Tracing, or, or, or especially bit mapping, <laughs> or a motion capture. Uh, the animators are 
as much the performers of the character. They, they are the visual. They give the visual performance uh, as as we perform the voice. Now, uh, when it comes to voice acting, like you said, there's so many projects that you're working on, and uh, some of those, of course, is veering away from just Disney. And uh, that's also with, uh, you know, Star Wars and the Clone Wars, which is really big right now as well. I know my son walks around with his lightsaber. And you also yeah. did Luke Skywalker back in, I believe it was like 79 or so, on a Star Wars LP as well. Yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> of course, I have my, my showbiz story about that in that... Uh, um, uh, I did. Uh, <clears throat> I did a day of uh, ADR, uh, uh, which is dubbing in or looping, as we call it when it's in the same language. Uh, a little bit part in Empire Strikes Back, and uh, in the lobby uh, during those two days of, of looping, um, I met Mark Hamill. And uh, and another voice actor friend of mine, the late uh, Tony Pope, was there, and he happened to have our little storyteller record of Star Wars uh, <laughs> in his car, and gave it gave it to Mark, and uh, and Mark had me sign it as Luke Two, <laughs> and uh, um, and uh, later when I saw him, he was very, very generously complimentary about how well I, I matched his sound. And I said, well, you know, we, we kind of sound similar anyway. <laughs> and, uh, um, and it was a joy to, uh, to be able to flip into that role. And at that time, he was a film and stage actor and really hadn't done voice acting work. I said, you know, my agent, he doesn't come get me these jobs. Uh, I really want to do radio acting and, and voiceover kind of stuff. Uh, and, you know, lo and behold, now he's, he's developed a reputation as one of the hottest, most reliable character voice actors in the business. <laughs> and I just worked with him um, on a project that I cannot mention at the moment. Oh, uh, just last week. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be everywhere, especially with his Dark Horse comics and uh, everything he's producing. I mean, he's everywhere. I do have to say, every time I read something, he's everywhere. And uh, also, speaking of uh, your your record you did, I do have to say that I actually have that record. And when I found that out, I, I was looking at it. I had to dig through the shelves before our call just now, and I'm like, I still have that. I think I was like five at the time, but uh, <laughs> I still have it. And I was like, wow. I wasn't all that much older myself when we recorded it. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that was that was very early on. I mean, that was my first uh, uh, semi-steady work with, uh, with a division of Disney was doing those storyteller records and doing sound-alikes for all the classic Disney films and and Star Wars and other uh, other products that they uh, that they did the production for. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, well, 
doing a lot of the the you know voice uh, matching and doing character acting like that, you know, coming to the Star Wars Clone Wars, which is very hot right now. Um, you know, doing Count Dooku and all those characters. How does it feel to be part of this uh, animated version of Star Wars that seems to be taking on an entire life of its own for an all new generation? You know, I'm only now starting to actually believe that I'm a part of of that uh, <laughs> Lucasfilm universe uh, after many, many years of working with them. Because, you know, in show business, you do so many things that, that everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to be a big star, this is going to be the biggest hit, and it goes nowhere. And this is actually as big a hit and far more... Uh, uh, brilliant uh, as a production than I had ever anticipated. I, I'm just knocked out by the series. I cannot believe uh, the level of quality that they're getting into every episode. Right. It's a massive undertaking. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, the storylines, it's very advanced. Yet, you know, it's really good for the uh, new generation of Star Wars fans, like I said. My son is really loving it, and, uh, uh, you know, I guess continuing away from the Disney aspect of things, you've also done voice work for, you know, uh, the Batman animated series, uh, Superman, Phineas and Ferb. I mean, you've done it for oh, yeah. different things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, well, Phineas and Ferb is the, under the Disney umbrella. Yes, that uh, one is. But it's not. It doesn't really connect to the the classic Disney stable of characters. Um, and that's always just a joy, but, you know, all of it is. Um, yeah, uh, with, the, with the Warner uh, animation series, who's one of my favorite characters to perform is Brainiac uh, for Superman and Justice League and uh, um, Justice League Unlimited and <laughs> a few other things. Uh, as that is probably the closest thing to just my own self speaking very quietly. And the magic and the power of the character is all in the words. Because it's nearly a monotone. <laughs> uh, it's just a very quiet, <laughs> small voice that, of course, is very powerful because it's, it's amplified and the... the uh, the ideas expressed from that mechanized intelligence uh, are uh, are so intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't want to keep you too long, of course. You know, I'm enjoying this as much as I possibly can, but... Uh, I gotta bring up one other, uh, you know, voice acting that you've done, and uh, that's Transformers, because uh, everybody loves Transformers, and they're hot again now. How does it feel to be part of that as well? I mean, is I mean, when it comes to everything in your resume, you have hit upon every, I guess, major pop culture phenomena that could be out there, and you're part of it. Yeah, it's. I guess if you're around long enough, <laughs> it's like, you know, you work with everybody, you meet everybody. Uh, show business is not that. Or Hollywood, you know, they say it's a small town. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Well, Transformers was my my very first uh, TV series, 
uh, animated series. And, um, you know, and I was the kid, which was actually loosely based on, on Luke Skywalker, <laughs> in my own mind. Right, uh, Spike. It was all connected, too, in terms of, uh, uh, it's kind of funny and ironic in a way that it's all connected back uh, to Disney, too. You know, you worked on Transformers, uh, here you are doing uh, voice acting for Disney, and then you also have, you know, the voice of Optimus Prime, who's also the voice of Eeyore. You know, you're all kind of connected and intertwined, like you said. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, and, uh, and Shockwave uh, is based on David Warner's voice. Uh, as the master control program in Tron, which I, I, I did ADR work on. Uh, <laughs> I, I looped uh, uh, at least at least one word of David Warner's performance <laughs> in the original Tron film, and did did the master control program for the the uh, video arcade game. David Warner. <laughs> Master Control Program. <laughs> I just always loved his voice. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, when they asked for this uh, <laughs> this steely, cold-hearted, uh, and yet world-weary uh, uh, robot character voice, I thought of David Warner. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, I was. Uh, the, the initial Transformers series was very, uh, very uh, difficult. It was it was not an easy or necessarily terribly fun experience for us. It was uh, um, uh, all those years ago. Well, uh, definitely um, memorable with uh, with uh, the generation zone. So you got to at least have that for you. Oh sure, but then uh, yeah, then with the uh, the recent uh, Transformers animated series, um, it was uh, it was really really very flattering to be called in uh, sort of a priority uh, audition that the, the producers and writers and directors uh, wanted wanted to have as part of the show because I was in the original series um, and uh, the right, uh, supervising uh, writer uh, Marty Eisenberg I'd worked with before and the director was Sue Blue who I've known since the original Transformers series and uh, that was just uh, the most hilarious good time we had because uh, uh, Transformers Animated was more, I think, more good old-fashioned vaudeville, you know, than the, than the very serious and heavy uh, uh, angle on on the the Transformers universe in the in the feature films and and other series. Uh, so we sure had a good time. I I don't know. Uh, that the show was as much of a hit as uh, as everyone would have liked, but uh, but you know it was it's all good as they say, and uh, I, I really enjoyed um, uh, doing such an over the top 
evil character as, as Megatron. And of course I wanted to completely depart from what Peter Cullen had originally created. Because otherwise, you know, if it was going to be similar, well, get Peter. He'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And he's brilliant. Um, so, you know, it's... Uh, uh, you know, everything that you've done, including voiceover work, you know, you've done a lot of films like Planet Terror, a lot of voiceover acting as well, um, you know, narrations, you name it. You know, everything in your resume, definitely outstanding. I think that any one of our listeners that is tuning in right now is going to be able to associate with a character you've done, somebody you represented, um, even just playing yourself. Um, I do have to say, you know, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, is there anything that you can let us in on that you could release that we should look out for, or all we can, or all you can say is uh, be on the lookout? Well, um, it has been publicized uh, uh, officially that uh, that I'm currently working on uh, Jake and the Neverland Pirates as Captain Hook, which is uh, a preschool uh, uh, <laughs> targeted. Uh, series for uh, Playhouse Disney, and we're having lots of fun. Uh, and that's uh, a similar production team, uh, uh, nearly the same production team as from uh, 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 um, uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and uh, and I'm not sure when those will start airing. Probably in another. Six months to a year. Now, is this another CGI in the in the same vein as Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? You know, um, I'm not sure. I I think that the animation is is uh, digitally captured. I don't know that it's that it's particularly a CGI type of a process. Um, Much like what they might be doing with Tangled, correct? Where it's uh, it's more of a, it is computer animation, but it doesn't look like computer animation. Yeah, because it's it's basically traditional animation. It's just instead of drawing uh, on mylar cells, they're drawing on on uh, uh, digital pads. You know, manipulating the progression of frames electronically, as opposed to mechanically with taking snapshots of each cell um, and that allows for some really trick special effects and and camera angle movements and such but but yeah I'm I'm not really sure on the technical end um, uh, how this series is is going to look um, it, it might even be a sort of three-dimensional uh, CGI look so well due. I, I do have to say, uh, not to cut you off, but I do have to say that it's uh, it's overdue because uh, it, you know I always feel that a lot of the a lot of the Playhouse Disney stuff is always geared towards the little girls. Which don't get me wrong, my little princess here, she loves it, but uh, I always feel like I always feel like my son's missing out. And uh, you know when I heard about that project, I'm like, all right, this is gonna do it. <laughs> I think it should turn out to be a really entertaining show that. Uh, that that even the parents can enjoy watching without uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> without uh, strain.
training to uh, <laughs> get, get through it. <laughs> um, because, uh, because we're having so much fun. And the repartee between uh, Hook and Smee uh, once again relates to that sort of vaudeville type of classical bits of comedy uh, set pieces uh, that never go out of style. And uh, you've got two two characters, you know, like a Laurel and Hardy or an Abbott and Costello that just that just work together musically, and it's funny. Um, but uh, but yes, I, I I have yet to see anything put together, and uh, I, I I never know until until it's actually on the air and all finished, and I take it in as an audience. Um, but uh, but yeah yeah there is that there's more Clone Wars oh yeah that's that's another character I just am thrilled to uh, have assigned to me is uh, is the bounty hunter Cat Bane oh yes in the, <laughs> in the, uh, Clone Wars series oh yeah <laughs> that's just as they say, delicious. <laughs> well, you know, and that's one of those characters that has, uh, you know, I have to say, it's it's a character that's grown, uh, grown into uh, legendary status as a Clone Wars exclusive, original, and uh, it has its own following. Yeah, and I, again, a, a lucky series of coincidences. I, I ended up uh, uh, being cast in that role. It wasn't originally designed for me or, or or conceived as as something that I would uh, I'd be particularly good at and then I guess it was George Lucas's uh, suggestion of that he wanted to hear something like a like a Peter Laurie but he also wanted the spaghetti western uh, you know <laughs> cold-hearted steely-eyed bounty hunter <laughs> with Peter Laurie's voice and of course the visual uh, construct of that character is is absolutely brilliant, uh, and uh, yeah. So there's 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 many more seasons of Clone Wars coming. Um, unfortunately, I think tonight is is the season finale, uh, or maybe next week of uh, uh, this season um, on television. And I just did a commercial last month that's that's currently airing for the Toyota Avalon, doing one of my 1950s, early 60s style announcer voices. Um, and uh, that's that's gone over very well. Um, and uh, I even hear uh, that. Uh, Robert Rodriguez is actually actually making a real movie out of Machete, which I I uh, did the voice of the fake movie trailer <laughs> for him, uh, and uh, as part of the Grindhouse uh, uh, movie matinee project <laughs> yeah that's that's something of a life of its own uh, actually i just talked with tom savini about him being in that actual movie so uh, ah, we'll, uh see, we'll see how that turns out 
I'm a big fan of Tom Savini too. I love Tales from the Dark Side. And, <laughs> yeah, and, he's a nice guy. And his classic horror films. Uh, yeah, marvelous. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just all over the place. And uh, yeah, actually, I did a I did a, a character with. Uh, slight amount. Well, it wasn't really prosthetic makeup, but with a lot of a lot of makeup uh, uh, for the Lincoln History Museum in, in Springfield, Illinois. Uh, and that relates to Disney because that that's uh, BRC, um, which is Bob Rogers, who produced um, several theme park uh, attractions uh, for Walt Disney World uh, <laughs> over the years. And I go way back with Bob Rogers to a little film satire of uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind that he did in Rick Harper's Garage. <laughs> 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 Where I used the voice of Hans Conried as the narrator. And that's sort of a cult classic all its own. <laughs> closet cases of the nerd kind <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, let's see anything else coming up that I can talk about uh, oh yeah God of War 3 <laughs> I, I always forget about the video game projects because I'm too dyslexic to play them <laughs> I never get past <laughs> I never get past the the, the first uh, you know, test screen, <laughs> the, in, the instructional part of it. <laughs> Just, you know, left, right, left, right, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, when they start adding so many buttons, you know, you lost me. Let's go back to Atari. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then, oh yeah, and there's, there's the New Kingdom Hearts, uh, which is, I think, I think just for the PlayStation 3 platform. I, I don't know. Are you doing anything as part of the Epic Mickey game coming out? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, possibly. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that. Okay. I'll, I'll, I honor that. That's, I'll, I'll leave that. I yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say anything about that. I will I'll say, say I'll true. say I think so. Okay. Good answer. <laughs> <How's that? laughs> I can assume as much, right? <laughs> it was, uh, you know, you're a busy, busy person. So, uh, uh, you know, always acting. Your voice is everywhere. Uh, you know, part of the Disney legacy. Uh, you know, all I got to say is it's been an honor speaking with you, and I think our listeners are going to uh, enjoy, uh, you know, playing back this interview and just hearing everything again. I mean, uh, all the characters you've done, the breadth of work. Uh, you know, the people that you've created as your own. I gotta say that, uh, you know, it's a pleasure having you stop in, and I really want to thank you for the time uh, that you've given us this week. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I'm, I'm so proud to be considered uh, one, of, one of Disney's top utility voicemen. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite... It's quite the legacy to be connected with. Definitely, uh, uh, you know. So, uh, uh, what all I gotta say is, you know, thanks once again. And uh, I know all of our listeners now are gonna be listening even harder every time they're watching their TV. Oh, thank you so much. Sometimes, sometimes.
SRSounds.com Crocodile, you may very well be 
always some special case, time or place, to forget etiquette. For example, one positively must not wear a pleased expression on his countenance when confronted with that large lizard-like amphibious reptile who has long jaws, armored skin, and webbed feet, and who is known as the crocodile. It has been discovered that one simply cannot cherish an amicable or trustworthy relationship with the aforementioned species. In addition, it is mandatory that one does not become irresistibly drawn into the erroneous belief that the lateral awkward extension of his lips means that you are entirely welcome. It is much more reasonable to assume that he is contemplating how you would look in a lizard suit. His. <laughs> Clear the aisle and never smile at Mr. Crocodile. Hi, I'm Imagine. And I'm Pluto. From the Character Breakfast Podcast on Sorcerer Radio. Are you looking to get back to the Disney parks but can't find the package that's right for you? Magical Journeys travel agents are dedicated to finding the best Disney park or cruise deals for you. Not only that, but the friendly staff will stay on top of the deals for you, saving you time and money. Why do all the work yourself when Magical Journeys can do it for you? Get your Disney trip book today by visiting yourmagicaljourneys.com and tell them Imagine and Pluto from Sorcerer Radio sent you. Magical Journeys, the official travel agency of Sorcerer Radio. All right, I'm back, all of you D-heads, and I'd like to thank once again the fantastic Corey Burton once again for taking the time to talk with all of our listeners here at Disney On Demand, talking with all of you, and discuss his movies, career, and more. And Corey's going to hang on the line and talk some more after the show. So if you'd like to hear more from Corey Burton, be sure to stop by DisneyBlue.net on our website towards the end of this week for that extended interview. So as we wrap up another week here at Disney On Demand, our fourth installment here at the show, I'd like to extend my many thank yous to all of you listeners who have emailed me expressing to me how much you enjoy Disney On Demand. It truly does mean a lot to me. I enjoy it. And I'd also like to thank SR Sounds once again for sponsoring Disney Blue and Disney On Demand. If it wasn't for SR Sounds bringing to you every week, you wouldn't have that nice little hopping fun time every Tuesday from 1 to 2 p.m. So I'd like to thank once again SR Sounds at srsounds.com where it's all Disney music all day long. And be sure to catch me online at facebook.com slash disneyblue, twitter.com slash disneyblue, skype at disneyblue, and AOL Instant Messenger at RFR Podcast. And to find out more about our contests and our magical movie player, definitely check out disneyblue.net. So until next time, have a magical week in high definition. Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music, all Disney music, all day long, srsounds.com.
Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music. All Disney music. All day long. SRSounds.com. Yellow, green, red, blue, 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 red, purple, green, yellow, orange, red, 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 yellow, green, red, blue, 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 red, purple, green, yellow, orange, red, red. Blend them up and what do you get? Cerise, chartreuse, and aqua, mauve, beige, and ultramarine, and every color in between. Hello, kawaii, kai, non, chalumbum, color has its harmony, and just like I have said... Red, yellow, green, red, blue, 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 red, purple, green, blue, purple, red, red. Blend them all and what do you get? Three chartreuse and aqua, mauve, beige and ultramarine and every color in between. Ing the psycho foes die, bran, bran, color has its harmony and just like I have said. Red, yellow, green, red, blue, pink, gray and white and plaid and blue, green, white, yellow and two dims and, and, and red and, and stripes with blue and, and black and Plaid and, and, and what, what, wait a second, what, what's going on with all the colors? Hey, blue, red, green, green, white, white, black, black, what, this, whatever happened to just plain old lavender blue dilly 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 dilly? Disney dilly. Blue presents Disney, Disney on the demand. demand with your host, jo- Jonathan Johnson. <laughs> 